Welcome to Techno and Travel, the podcast of Tunes and Wings. My name is Sabina Spätling and today I'll take you on a journey of Blondish. 2019 came with a lot of changes and new projects for Blondish. Vivienne initiated and co-founded projects that are helping making our electronic music industry a greener place. So in this interview, we are talking about the Bye Bye to Plastic panel at the International Music Summit on Ibiza, the beach cleanups, how the music industry can evolve together for a greener future, how to connect with your intuition, the Bye Bye to Plastic project, the Plastic Free Rider project, her favorite spots on Ibiza and many other things. Enjoy! Thank you so much for taking the time for the interview. You just finished um, a very important panel at the IMS Ibiza this year. It was is called Bye Bye Plastic. How has it been for you on the panel? Did you manage to address all the topics you wanted to address? I mean, I didn't really prepare for the the, the talk, um, but yeah, no, I think. Uh, There's, there's so many areas to cover, f to talk about solutions that it could take days, you know, depending on the venue. Um, but yeah, no, we, we all there, for, there was a lot of us and we're all working on similar things and we're all collaborating and we're all helping each other amplify the mission so that we actually, you know, and the mission is to, yeah, get rid of plastic together. Yeah. I think together is a very important word yeah, in that context. We, use, we, we say that a lot. Let's evolve together. I think that's the point in this whole process. That's what I learned as being a DJ. Like, actually, I mean, if we want to go on a, on a left field, um, on a tangent, I mean, uh, basically, I noticed that like, when I started meditating, like uh, in 2012, I, I, you know, I started really getting deep into it. And I, you know, I could easily portray this on my social media. I'm like this, like meditating like hippie or whatever you want to call that person um, but I noticed that I didn't want to just become that meditating hippie I wanted to actually evolve with my crowd um, so that we all evolve together and that's what I learned that concept yeah. of keeping the balance and it's so great that you use the power that you have to bring those positive topics into life and to push those topics forward yeah We're just right next to the beach where the beach cleanup will be today at 6 p.m. Um, it's not the first cleanup that you organize. How have the first ones been? Uh, yeah, we, we did actually, we did one here in Ibiza last summer with Casita Verde um, and IPF. And we also did one in Tulum with Makers Tulum. And, you know, it's, it's not so, we are cleaning beaches and it's, uh, it's more of a, a place to bring together everyone uh, and we can connect on topics about the earth and, and plastic and uh, you know really f start talking outside of the club and connecting on those kind of topics that are really really important you know because I, I want to hang out with you know my community outside of the club and, and do things that are really mean something. And do you think they're really open for that? Uh, some are, yeah, yeah, for sure. Some are, and the more and more people every day. Like it's it's called the ripple effect, <laughs> yeah. it's, and it's happening. You know, it's happening right in front of our eyes, and really, like we're going to reach the tipping point very soon. And it's it's nice to be a part of that. And your 
um, having lots of great ideas in mind for changing the electronic music industry towards sustainable events. Um, which are the concrete solutions that you can tell a club owner or festival organizer? <laughs> ideas. No, I mean, that's a, that's a huge question. Every venue has a unique solution. So if we want to take uh, the case of, uh, I mean, so, uh, DC10, they've now switched to Tetra Packs, which is amazing that they've made, they've took it upon themselves to make a switch away from single-use plastics. And now their whole community and also Circle Local and anyone doing parties at DC10 know about this topic, that it's actually a problem in the world. So that, that for, for that reason, it's amazing. Um, but then the way to look at if you're, if you're a venue, the way to approach solutions is how do I go back to satisfy the cyclical loop of nature? And if you take a Tetra Pak water bottle, for instance, it, it doesn't satisfy the cyclical loop of nature. So it's not a good solution because it's mixed materials. It's plastic, paper and aluminum and you know we don't even recycle in Ibiza it has to be sent to Mallorca and then usually it's just burned so you know you have to you have to look at all these things and most people aren't going to jump into that you know they're, they're really busy they don't have time to learn this whole new realm it's a rabbit hole so that's why I started the project for Bye Bye Plastic was so we did the research for everyone so when you do want to make the change and everyone finds it important that you know It's, we make the right choices. And you also address the other side, the artists, um, with um, a list to yeah, make a plastic-free rider. Um, yeah. How many subscriptions do you already have? Um, well, just, just from our initiative for the Echo Rider, there's a, over a thousand DJs because uh, we're taking the top-down approach. Uh, we've been contacting managers and agents, so many agents have 50, 80, 100-plus artists And what we've been seeing that is working, the, the agents are really into it. And uh, basically, they send an email to their roster saying, hey, guys, we're going to change your rider. We're going to update your rider to be single-use plastic-free. If you're not okay with it, then write us back. And no one's, no one's replied to that email saying, don't add that. You know? So the, that's kind of been the, one of the strategies. Um, but another strategy is... Uh, what I found is, you know, the DJs have all the influence on our scene. Without the DJs, there is no music. So the DJ, the venues listen to DJs. And all of us now are saying we don't want plastic. Um, so that, that's the approach. If the DJs are pushing for it, or they're saying that, that this is what they're, they're connected to right now, and their community knows about it, so then there's this push, you push it out. So that's like the, we're narrowing the gap. So the venues have no choice. They're going to have to make some sort of switch. And we're going to find good solutions so they're not just losing money on selling those water bottles too. Yeah, I think it's a very good approach. And thank you for really pushing this topic forward. I think it's so important. And that you use the voice to bring this forward. It's really great. Yeah, for sure. And I think another part of the project of Bye Bye Plastic, which doesn't really have to do with plastic, but it's showing DJs, uh, giving DJs tools on how to use our voice. Because... We're, we're DJs. We're, we play music. We don't necessarily have to use a voice. We sh you know, we, we, the music speaks for itself. But now we have this platform because of social media and, and you know, we, we have a community. 
and we have influence our, in our community. So uh, another part of the project is to give DJs those tools so that they learn how to use their voice. Yeah. And you as a private person, um, what are your top three things that you do in terms of um, living plastic-free? What can you yeah, actually um, tell a private person also that she or he, he or she can do in private life? Oh, well, there's a million ways. You mean just to reduce plastic in your life? Yeah, or maybe sustainability that someone can easily adopt or can have a great impact with three things maybe that you do also. Okay, well, I mean, it really depends on the person. Like, for instance, I can say, um, you know, the travel. if you're traveling a lot, uh, tr travel with your water bottle, obviously. Um, and I, I like to travel with a water bottle that is hot and cold, like mm -hmm. uh, keeps it hot and cold because I like to drink matcha, warm matcha. So I use it, have, it has multiple uses. Um, and then also... One thing I learned that I have to do now whenever I, I ask for a smoothie or, or a, a drink, I have to say, can I have this drink or that cocktail or that matcha without a straw? Not matcha, but it's really it's a really a small thing, but it's just like I'm brute force. I'm planting seeds all the time. And another thing to be plastic free is I, you know, everything in my suitcase is, uh, you know, I'll have a bamboo cutlery set. So then I don't have to use um, on airplanes and while I'm traveling. It's just taking your responsibility. It's about uh, drawing a circle around yourself, fixing yourself, and then you're telling the people around you. So you're drawing that circle bigger. And, if, and other people are doing that. So at the end, you have this one big circle. And then that's how you reach the tipping point. Yeah. And coming now from sustainability to um, the DJ life that you I still am. have. I'm still a, I'm still a DJ, yes. right. <laughs> so 2019 came with a lot of changes, with a new projects for you. When you reflect like the last five months, how has it been for you? Like crazy or? Uh, from, yeah, change is, uh, change is an interesting topic and I... Uh, I promote change. It's the only thing that's constant in, in this life. And somehow as humans, we've kind of, we're not so good at change. Um, but once, once you really tap into that, then I think that's when a lot of doors start to open. When you, when you learn how to follow your heart mm -hmm. um, and also tap into your intentions and give attention to that intention, that's kind of the secret, you know, that I think that's not, not, not a secret. Uh, but it's it's a really a nice way to flow with life, and that that's when things really start. Life starts to surprise you, um, and it's a female power, I would say. And we have to really look into ourselves and follow the intuition, right? Yeah, I think women have a more a stronger um, feeling for themselves about everything than men, probably. Yeah, we. I mean, the yes, of course, females have an inherent uh, connection. Uh, a bit of a closer connection to their intuition uh, but you know we all have male female energy it's just what balance do you have and you know becoming connected to your third eye and your third eye brings you to the closer connection to your heart and intuition and when you can trust that that's again that's when you're on the highway the free-flowing highway so change right now it's been crazy like I've already uh, put it in my head that after um, Anastasia and I uh, went through that, that, that change, that evolution, that I'm going to need to work extra hard for this year just to, you know, 
make sure it's working because tech, usually when you think of a duo um, separating in, in history, it hasn't really worked ever. So I've had a lot of people saying that to me also. So I just wanted to work extra hard. I'm just doing what my heart says, you know, that's all. Go with the flow. Yeah. <laughs> and in which flow is Abracadabra heading right now, like with the event series and with the label that you did? Yeah, for sure. We have some events that we're going to be doing in Mykonos and we're preparing for the, the Tulum season. Um, and we're, we're, we're talking about how we can also uh, accept uh, plastic as, uh, as tickets. Mm -hmm. You know, because plastic is a commodity. So we're trying to instill this into the whole process of ticketing so that we can we can push the mission forward again with mm -hmm. sustainability and just try to rewire our brains a little bit. Mm -hmm. Abracadabra, is, uh, it's, a, it's a huge project. It's not just parties, okay? The whole point of the Abracadabra and why it started was because I was... I wanted evolution of a party also. I love going out. I love to see my friends in parties, but not necessarily at 5 a.m. in a dark club, you know? So that's how Abracadabra was born. So we want to keep going with that. We're, you know, all the, all the, all the, all the things at Abracadabra happen in the details. I'm excited for the future about Abracadabra. You're really a role model for all travelers out there. Mykonos, Ibiza, you're originally from Canada. Um, where do you actually live right now? I, 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 uh, I have my home with my whiteboard in uh, Barcelona. Um, I will be based there also in the, in the summer. And then usually in December, January, I'm based in Tulum. Although this year I might be venturing out somewhere else. I think I'll be spending time in L.A. because there's a lot of young, uh, motivated, very smart people there um, that are moving from New York, San Francisco. And there's a hub of us there that kind of we want to change the world through social impact. And we have a really good idea of how to do that. So we're 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 meeting there. Great. Yeah. Sounds fantastic. And you're on Ibiza a lot. Um, what are your favorite spots here? Uh, for food, for drink, for music. So if you would be here um, with friends, um, not for work, just for holiday, where are the restaurants and maybe secret places, secret beaches that you love to go <laughs> to? I, once we all learn how to take care of our earth, I will tell you all the secret places. But until then... It's probably not the best time, um, but I do love Paloma, mm -hmm. of course, if we're talking about a restaurant. Yes. I love the mountains in the north. I love to go smell the kind of the, the, the coniferous trees up there. It's just a, a different vibe because Ibiza has both. It has the noise, which comes in the summer, and it has the completely opposite, which is the connection to nature. And you can feel that magnetic connection. I don't know how to describe it, but it's a good feeling. I feel it too. Yeah, exactly. I have so. the same feeling about Ibiza. It's like the perfect place to connect to nature. Exactly. Yeah. When you when you can escape the the other stuff. Um, but I actually, I spend a lot of time at Cansole. When I have my time off, I'm there. I don't even leave. You know, everything is there uh, in a beautiful setting, and there's usually a party there too. So you get it. All, you get it all in in one. Yeah, absolutely. And. How would your perfect vision for the second half of 2019 look like if you would draw the perfect second half of the year? Uh, maybe six-month vacation. That, that sounds like a perfect uh, 
No, in all honesty, um, I just, I really just want to keep, you know, for a long time, how do I approach this? Okay, so let's talk about EDM. When EDM started, I don't know what it was, maybe it was 10 years ago, I'm not sure of the year, it kind of separated all of us because there was EDM and then we all had to like go back into our pockets of genres. Yeah, yeah, we were like, oh my God, what is this music? You know, we like, we ran away. Everyone ran into their little pockets. And, and now EDM is dead in, in, in my world. Uh, uh, it's really caused uh, DJs to kind of start collaborating and, and there's all these collaborations happening and it's, it's a really fresh time to be in art. I mean, in, in music. And uh, I'm excited just to to col keep collaborating and not just with DJs uh, in in house music. I want to like venture out and try new things and 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 learn new things about different types of music. Uh, I was in Hawaii in March mm -hmm. for 10 days uh, working on music mm -hmm. uh, with many other musicians. And basically, the idea was uh, Guy La Liberté invited many DJs, not many, a few. And each of us was to invite our own musician. Mm -hmm. And then we would work on music in the studio there, and that's where the magic happens, you know? But a lot of DJs couldn't make it. So he invited different, uh, like, video game producers, uh, composers from Cirque du Soleil shows. So I got, to, I got to, you know, we're all in music, but in a different, we approach it in a different way. So we all got to make music, and it, I never, it's a completely different approach. It was like 10D, you know? And I learned so much. So to keep, you know, uh, learning about music in different ways is what, what I envision Perfect 2019 to be. An open and ah, embracing. Oh, and I forgot, yeah, and, and the club, of, it's a bit of a, a quick quick uh, goal but yeah let's get rid of plastic by the end of 2019 that's not going to happen yes. but it is it's yeah. well on the way yeah. like even uh, the guys from Printworks in London which is a huge club in London um, we wanted to we want to transition them and they came up to us today like let's do this great yeah yeah I also did an interview with Village Underground in London and they also have nice approaches for sustainability in clubs it's really perfect they yeah. would uh, like you would love for you to put me in contact just so we're yeah. all on the same page and that we're like thanking them and you know great I would love to thank cool. you so much for the interview thanks a lot <laughs> cool thank you Sabine. thank you I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. I think it's a very special one and I'm really happy that Vivienne is standing up to make our music industry a greener place. If you are interested in that topic, I also can recommend the podcast interview that I did with the people from the Village Underground about sustainability at clubs. Let me know what you think about this podcast interview. I'm looking forward to your feedback on Instagram, on Facebook or on iTunes. Thank you so much for listening. Rock and roll and stay tuned.